right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast here on the Teardown Feed. My name is Jeff Fluck, and I conduct these interviews each week with a different race car driver. And up next is Ross Chastain of Chip Ganassi Racing. Just finished second, his career best finish in the Cup Series at Nashville Super Speedway last weekend. So it's kind of uh, fitting that we had him on. This is another interview conducted on Zoom. Of course, I wish I was doing these in person. A lot more fun to do it that way, but these will have to suffice for now until uh, we can get back to the track on a regular basis. But either way, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Ross Chastain. All right, everybody. I am joined by Ross Chastain. Ross, it's nice to see you. Sorry it's virtually, but thank you for doing this. Yeah, buddy. Glad to do it. Uh, when you meet someone who doesn't know who you are, do you ever lie about what you do for a living? No, but I tell them that I'm a farmer more often. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. You've got the dual thing going lying. on. No, that's not lying. That's that's true. Yeah, okay. But you never go with the race car driver thing. I mean, it, it depends on the depends on the room and who's asking. Uh -huh. um, yeah, if... If they're asking, I, I have some fun with them. Okay. Which current driver in the Cup Series have you known for the longest? I mean, I I knew BJ McLeod because he was kind of right ahead of me throughout local Florida racing. Oh, okay. Um, I, don't, I don't think we ever met. So probably Garrett Smithley. Oh, wow. Okay. Just from your JD Motorsports days? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure I've met other guys, but I didn't, I didn't really meet them. Like I didn't, me and Garrett knew each other. So I, I'm not going to count the passings in a garage or something when yeah. you don't really meet them. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Ross, can you describe to us what it feels like to crash in a race car? Okay. So the, it starts with the moment that I realize I've lost control and that's the scariest part. Really the, the wrecking, the hitting, you know, what's going to happen then once I, see the wall at my windshield or a side window or the mirror, like if I'm going to hit something or somebody, then that's, that's okay for me. It's the moment that I lose control and I don't know where I'm going. Um, once I fix in on what I'm going to hit, it, like if I'm going to crash, I'm going to crash. So I don't stop driving. Um, I have learned to take my hands off the wheel because I've messed up my thumb um, and that didn't feel good. So I broke that habit of driving through the crash. At least now I, I drive until I'm gonna, I know I'm going to wreck and then I let go. But yeah, it's just that moment of losing control um, is the worst part. And then, and then you're, you're still driving it though. You're still trying to get out of it. Hmm. What, when did the thumb thing happen? Uh, Bristol last year, spring Bristol. We oh, blew okay. a tire on like lap three, um, took out Austin Sendrick, I think Annette piled in and I, I had to wear a brace for a few months after that. Gotcha. Do you have any new habits or lifestyle changes you've made lately that you're particularly proud of? Uh, well, I'm not proud that I don't eat breakfast. So we'll, we'll go to the opposite first. Um, so I intermittent fast and so pretty hungry right now. Um, but it, I really do feel uh, better um, when I whether it's when I train or when we, when we race on a, on a lighter, I used to just plug myself full of food before, especially cup races. I was scared to death. I was going to get hungry and 
you don't like your focus. So um, I'm proud that I've stayed with that for so long. And then just the whole process of eating better, doing more, like moving more phys- physically. Um, yeah, just that I've stayed with it now for three years. It's ever since I got CGR. Wow. You've been doing the intermittent fasting for three years too? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Wow. Dang. That's that's uh, that's dedication right there. And there's there's cheat days. There's We eat on race day, right? We eat a sure. good and stuff. But training-wise, yeah. Wow. What makes you laugh during a race? Not, not a whole lot. I don't. I don't think that I truly laugh. It might be a funny on the radio key up and laugh about one of my guys trying to make say something funny, but it's it's kind of forced. It's just business in there. So, yeah, just too serious to think think something's funny. Yeah, I don't think I've ever truly like truly laughed. I think mm-hmm. it's only all right. I'll laugh on the radio here, but. I'm already thinking about the next, whatever's next. Yeah. Okay. What is a quality or skill you envy in other drivers? A lot. Um, probably just staying under, under their capabilities. Like I just feel like I'm always right at my threshold of whatever it is. If it's driving the car or, or dealing with a, with contact on track or, sliding through my pit box. Like I'm always like right on the verge of, especially I, I guess what I mean by that is mentally, I feel like I'm always pushing, like just pushing as hard as I can. So it seems like a lot of other guys can like reel that in and drive under that limit. And then they have some room to mess up. So I've tried to, I've tried to think through that and practice that, but in the moment, like my instincts take over in the car in a, in a race and, I just am right back at that threshold. Mm-hmm. So this, that sort of, uh, touches on the next question. Um, this is like a wild card question. I'm mixing it up for each guy. Um, there's this like reputation of aggressive Ross and all that stuff. So now that you're in the good car, you have to be aggressive as you've gotten into this situation. How has that evolved for you? Like, are you, are you still the same guy? Have you had to tone it down? Yeah. He- yeah. So I think a lot of that aggression is, is truly what got me here. And I think, well, I've heard, I've had that told to me as well from, from CGR and people that I, that are, I trust and are my, you know, basically my bosses where they are. Um, so it, I think I've had to like accept that, like, yes, that got me here and people loved Love me for it or hated me for it, but it was what got me here in the 42 car. And now how do we stay in the 42 car? So yes, it's always about adapting, but that's anything, any job, any, any race car driver has to adapt. Now, even more than ever, I have to adapt to stay and fit in, in this 42 car and fit in with a group of drivers that I'm now racing against. Um, and I still struggle with that for sure. So I don't, I don't think I'll ever totally overcome it um but the aggressive side has been there through every 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 situation so what do you do then like if everybody's like this is what you got you here we wanted you for this This is what you built your name on and then you have you know sort of your peers and you feel the pressure of like oh maybe maybe back it down half a percent or something 
like, what are you supposed to do as a driver? It's a really good question. Uh, <laughs> no, they, it's not that they, it's not that anybody wants me to stay the guy that's just causing headlines and doing things on track to get me in trouble. Um, they just wanted to be smarter and have that little bit of room for, for error. So you can still drive at a hundred percent of the car, but leave the both mentally and in the car, like physically leave, leave that room to, to mess up. And, and I just haven't done that. So, um, yeah, I've had to, I've just changed a lot of my, my approach of how I, like what motivates me. And it, it was always beating somebody. It was a single car, single driver that they had a little bit more than us and they had should beat us, but we're going to go beat them this weekend. And that was my motivation. And it I would do anything to get there. And now it's just truly competing and just doing what I can to be the best I can be. And then I'm not worried about one car anymore where I, I mm-hmm. it used to be what got me up every day was one. And it always was changing. Um, but it was always one car. Hmm, that's really interesting. So uh, Ross this has become a remote work world. Um, if you were allowed to relocate to a different state than where your team shop is, uh, where would you want to live? I, I'm maybe going to assume Florida on this, but I don't want to just put words in your mouth. <laughs> it's going to be Florida and it's going to be at the farm. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the easiest answer for anybody this year. I figure, um, what is a, an embarrassing mistake you've made on the track that you're comfortable sharing with us now? My last time at Nashville super speedway. I uh, was in a BKR truck in January of 2013 before I ever ran a race for him, but we were testing and I was working with uh, the, the 29 group. They just still had the one team. They were still building the second one, but anyway, not testing and I crashed. Oh crap. Like I knocked the turn four wall down all on my own, got tight, did not lift, slammed into the wall. And it was at like 11 a.m. on the first day. And I think we had two days of testing. Um, yeah, I was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Not exactly the way you want to get the get the season started. But what, what do you like? Do you say anything after that? Or are you just like, sorry? I mean, do they understand? I mean, we were already signed up for the year. It wasn't like we we're going to stop, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Of if Wayne or Brad wanted to, but um, yeah, I mean, I apologize, and but yeah, I messed up. I told him that. Um, I yeah, I I didn't know what I didn't know what to say. Kind of like I am right now. <laughs> like it still gives me really bad. Like my stomach just twisted whenever I thought to say that because I'm like, man, that's still haunts me um i was living with ron hornaday at the time and i got home that night and he was like what are you doing home and i didn't say anything i was like oh, i'm just gonna, I'm gonna go to bed man i'm gonna shower and go to bed talk to you tomorrow and he's like what'd you do crash the thing <laughs> and he, he didn't even know what he knew like yeah so we had a lot of long talks that week about testing and how to approach that stuff so yeah wow. it wasn't it wasn't in a race but it hurt yeah, no, I, I can imagine. Ross, if someone were to hand you an envelope and inside of this envelope was the date of your final career win, would you want to open it? Sure, because anything can be changed. Oh, okay, so you're not accepting it as like, 
the like you you want to go beat it if if uh, it says something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you achieved your childhood dream? I have, which is crazy. Um, but I had two. I had farmer, and then and then race car driver, and race car driver took over. So um, not the original, but yeah, race car driver from twelve years old. That was the dream. So you've achieved achieved two childhood dreams. That's pretty cool. Working on the farmer side. That that'll come after. The- okay. Okay. So obviously each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. And the last one was with uh, Tommy Joe Martins. And he says, if you had your career to do over again, what would you change? Would you do it the same way? If I could choose how to do it, I would have started started driving for Mr. Ganassi and CGR very from the very beginning. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not how it So um, I wouldn't wish my path on anybody, but it's just – what I had to do and the mistakes I made, the the bad business decisions, the good the, the good decisions on teams to drive for were all part of it. Um, and there's a lot of other guys right now that are out fighting in battle. I did. I started it in 2011 in NASCAR and met with a kid yesterday that's going to make his first truck start coming up. And it's like he's like, you know, we're talking through it, and he's like, what? How do I do this? And, what, and I'm like, man, there's there's no right or wrong way. There's not a right way and there's not a wrong way. Just go do it and figure it out. Like, just keep going. Don't don't stop racing. But um, no, I would change a few things. I'm gonna be honest. I would definitely hindsight the decision I made was the wrong one. So yeah, I'd change some of it. That's tough. I mean, you know, in your situation with your path. Um you know, so many times it seemed like you just had to take whatever was going to give you that opportunity to stay alive. The first team I ever drove for, Cole Witt was running top 10 every week with Stacey Compton. And I I ran 10th in one race, and then I ran 20th in the rest of them. Like, I wasn't ready. Mm. I wasn't ready when I got to BKR. I wasn't ready when I got in the Cup Series. Like, I needed those laps with Jay Robinson, Johnny, um, you know, my, actually my first, well, I did starts with Jamie Dick and Viva um, in, in Nationwide or Xfinity. And then I got in Shiggy Hattori's Nationwide car with a Gibbs motor and like all this stuff. And I wasn't, I went spun out in practice at Michigan about to, about to go run the fastest lap and about to go fastest in practice. And I spin out, like I wasn't ready to go compete and win. So I, some guys show up. Carson Hosvar right now, I, I tell him like weekly, like it's not fair that you just shown up and you're just good. Like that's, mm. I wasn't, I wasn't that way. So that's why I'm 28 and, you know, I've worked my way into the 42 car. And for me, it makes it that much sweeter, but missed out on some years probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who the next interview is with, so um, you could either give me a question that I could generally ask anybody, or um, I could get back to you when I know who it's going to be with. Up to you. I, I do like to know who it is. I would like to. Um, yeah, I think it helps if I know who it is. All right. Yeah, we can do that. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come on here. Hopefully next year will be in, in person. Yeah, buddy. We'll see you. All right, everybody. There you have it. Ross Chastain on the 12 questions. And uh, I thought he really had some interesting things to say about his career path and 
especially how he views the aggression level, which is always such a topic when you talk about Ross Chastain. So that was really interesting how he's had to change his approach a little bit there. Hadn't heard that before. If you enjoy these interviews and you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, please make sure to go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions, the number 1212, and you will see the latest offer there for new subscribers. Hopefully you will take advantage of that. Um, Lots of good stuff in addition to the 12 questions there. And we always have new stories coming out, so feel free to check all the racing coverage as well as all the other sports that The Athletic covers. Anyway, thanks so much for listening as always, and I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.